Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. Grow like kudzu. If you live in the South, you definitely know kudzu. You see it everywhere taking over the land. If it's in your yard, you can't get rid of it. You have to fight it to keep it at bay. It just keeps growing and growing. You can't stop it. You can only hope to contain it. And that is a perfect example of how we should grow ourselves. Today, we're going to talk about the need for intentional and continual personal growth. But first, let's talk about normal growth spurts. There are normal personal growth spurts that most everyone experiences. That moment you graduate high school, thought you knew everything, and start to realize you don't know much at all. The moment you are completely financially independent and look at money in a totally different way. Maybe appreciate all your parents did for you a little bit more. The moment you get married and the relationship evolves to something very different than what it was when you were dating. Becoming a parent for the first time. All examples of normal growth spurts. And then there's suffering. A lot of growth starts with suffering. Some of the most enlightened people in this world started their path towards greatness through deep suffering. Suffering is an opportunity for change. Suffering creates a desire for change. A past experience of mine that I can relate to this is divorce. No one gets married planning one day in the future to get divorced, but it happens. And it happened to me. When I went through my divorce, it forced me to take a hard look in the mirror. Why did this happen? Was there something wrong with me? Regardless of any blame placed on the other, I made the choice to marry this person. That says something about me. I made the choice to commit the rest of my life to this person. Was my choice to marry them a flaw within itself? This created a desire for deep reflection. I wanted to increase my actual level of understanding of life itself. How well I read people and whether or not the decisions I was making were actually good ones. I started reading self-help books. I recognized there was a need to grow. Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins, they were popular at the time, so I started reading some of their books. One, they were highly enlightening. The words in the pages were creating wisdom in my life. They would give examples of concepts in their books, and when I looked at the world with a greater awareness, I could see examples in my own life that reinforced what they were teaching. These concepts presented by Dyer and Robbins were not opinions, but truths on how the world just works. But then life got better for me. I moved on past the depression of divorce, the motivation to grow due to suffering, 
and once again, I became stagnant. My intentional and purposeful growth was done to avoid the suffering. Once life was going smoothly, the motivation quickly dissipated. Then came round two of the suffering. This one is actually more personal to me than the divorce experience. There are few people I've even shared this with, but I'm doing it here now in a very public forum in hopes that it helps you as the listener. I've been a public speaker for 20 years, and I've definitely dealt with anxiety as a public speaker. But this experience was different than the normal, low-level anxiety. It was something much worse. Full-blown panic attack. In the middle of the classroom, every single class I would teach. No joke. It was almost debilitating. It was all I could do to get through it. Here I was about 15 years into my career, finally becoming noticed as an exceptional trainer, building a great reputation, but in the middle of the performance, full-blown panic attacks. Every single time. Every single time I would start that class, the room would get dark, heart palpitations would increase rapidly, and on the inside I'm thinking I'm about to pass out in the floor right here in the middle of my class. I didn't tell the class. I just charged through. This was a Maslow's hierarchy of needs issue. Although I felt like I was about to have a heart attack and die, my food and shelter came from getting the job done. I had to charge through. It would exhaust me. I began to question looking for a new career, starting over, even though I'd accomplished so much. I turned to what had helped me in the past. Reading books. I read Eckhart Tolle. Miguel Ruiz, John Maxwell, books on anxiety, influence, leadership, dealing with pain, suffering, self-help, enlightenment. Once again, I overcame my suffering and life got better. The second round of suffering taught me the bigger lesson, the most important lesson, to continually grow even when life is going great. Sometime in the future, I'm going to devote an entire podcast to anxiety. I'll give some specific examples of methods that help me overcome it, uh, methods that may help you if you deal with any form of anxiety. It really does deserve its own podcast. But for now, I just want to focus on the topic at hand, personal growth. So, so far, we've talked about the normal growth spurts that happen because of life. We've talked about growth spurts that come from suffering. But what about intentional growth spurts? In my leadership classes, I have an exercise where the students list the things they are currently doing for intentional personal growth. And many students write nothing down. Not everyone realizes the importance of this. I was blessed to suffer to see it. If everything is going great in your life, why put tremendous effort into change? If it isn't broken, why fix it? Because it is the purpose of life to grow in wisdom. 
never intend to arrive, willfully grow and be open-ended. Here's a quote from John Maxwell. If you are not continually growing, then it is probably damaging your leadership ability. I hope the great accomplishments of your yesterday look small through today's eyes. If you are not moving forward as a learner, then you are moving backward as a leader. You see, not growing is actually worse than doing nothing. Within doing nothing, there is an assumption that you are not getting worse. You are just staying the same, but actually that is not true. Being stagnant is actually going backwards. Here's an example of this. Say you have a period where you don't exercise. You then see a need for it and you start to exercise in any amount on a regular basis. You start to improve, but then you stop again for a period. During the period where you stop exercising, you are not staying the same. You are actually deteriorating. By not exercising, your muscles are actually weakening. They are not staying at their current strength flexibility level. They are moving backwards by doing nothing. The same thing happens with your brain. By not growing our brains and our level of wisdom, we actually devolve. If we are constantly feeding our brains with new wisdom, new enlightenment, we are thinking about the concepts and seeing them at play in the world. When we stop feeding our brains, we stop thinking in that same enlightened way. We actually move backwards towards old ways of thinking and looking at the world. I've seen this so much in my own life. I'm guilty of it too. When I'm feeding my brain the right food, new views on wisdom, leadership traits, communication techniques, whatever the topic is, I find myself to be less judgmental and more understanding of the world and all its issues. The higher part of my brain is at work. My prefrontal cortex is constantly doing its thing. When I don't constantly feed my brain, the limbic autopilot brain takes over, and I notice myself being more pessimistic about this world or events that play out in front of me. Even my wife notices this behavior in me. Recently, she was telling me how at peace I seem these days and how this path I'm on really seems to be a good thing for me. She sees it in my behavior. I attribute the peace I feel to the food I'm feeding my brain. I want to go back to another part of that quote from Maxwell. So here it is again. I hope the great accomplishments of your yesterday look small through today's eyes. I remember when I first started teaching leadership, I had this PowerPoint dump full of leadership quotes that I would ramble on about, and it'd give me about two hours material in the classroom. At the time, it felt like a great accomplishment. I'd taught advanced topics before, but never as specific as effective leadership traits. And most often, I'd get great feedback from the delivery. But looking back at that PowerPoint, it looks like crap through today's eyes. 
Now I teach a three-day class on leadership. I've taken the little nuggets of truth in that two-hour version, and now I dive deep into all those topics and have created new ones. That great accomplishment of yesterday looks small to me today, and that is exactly the way it should be. I'm already building the next week-long class. So do not be afraid of growing too slowly. Only fear standing still. Stagnation is the enemy of growth. Doing nothing is actually moving backwards. But Philip, I just don't have the time for it. This is a common statement every time I teach personal growth. I'm just too busy. I work all the time. After a long day, I get home and I have a thousand things to do. I can't even get a good night's sleep. There's just not the time for it. So when will there be time for it? Here's a sad truth, depending on how you look at it. The rate of change you are experiencing right now is the slowest you will experience for the rest of your life. Okay, that's a little extreme and in your face, but here's the point. The rate of change you are experiencing right now is the slowest you will experience for the rest of your working career. All life does is get busier and busier. The older I get, the more responsibilities I have, the less free time I have. Life will continue to get busier until I die or hopefully get to retire one day. But one thing is for sure. While I am a member of the workforce, a parent and a husband, life will only get busier and move faster. So here's a truth that may seem unfair. Personal growth requires giving something up. Growth requires dedicating time for it. If you are too busy to take on another responsibility, then you have to remove something from your life to make room for it. Personal growth requires sacrifice. Would it really be any other way? So what are you willing to give up? Make a list of the time wasters that do not serve you. Not people, but buffers, boondoggling, watching the news, Netflix, scrolling through, Facebook, Twitter, drinking, smoking, etc., etc. What are those things in your life that you may enjoy, but you are really willing to give up for growth. I used to really care about politics in this country. I spent a lot of my time watching the news, listening to the news in my car, reading the news on the internet. It felt important to me at the time. I no longer watch the news. I have replaced that time with personal growth. I don't listen to the news in my car. I listen to podcasts on specific topics that feed my desire for personal growth. I don't have a Facebook account. Instead of scrolling through Facebook, I read a book on my phone and make notes about the concepts instead. 
Find the time, like sitting in a parking lot waiting for the doors to open. There are many times I arrive at the client's location before the doors are even unlocked. The lights are off. Sitting in the parking lot is a time I have to read, to listen, to make notes, time to feed and develop my brain. Now I got to make clear here. What works for me may be a terrible idea for you. I'm simply giving you examples of things I gave up to make room for growth. Your answer to what you can give up can only be answered by you. You know, another issue with growth is find what inspires you, not what inspires others. So who's a better band, the Beatles or Metallica? Who's the better singer, Taylor Swift or Michael Bublé? Which movie is better, Forrest Gump or Gladiator? I'm making a point here. The right answer to these questions can only be answered by you. A book or a podcast that inspires others may not inspire you at all. You have to search out what inspires you. People have given me books that created zero inspiration in my life. I would try to read the book, mostly to tell that other person that gave it to me that I appreciated their gift. But books and podcasts are works of art. A work of art to one is worthless crap to another. I've seen the same thing in myself. When I read The Power of Now... It totally changed my entire outlook on the world. It created such a drastic shift of enlightenment within me. I wanted to share it with everybody. I've probably purchased 12, 15 copies of that book. I've given it to a lot of people. Out of everyone I've given it to, only one person I know of has actually read the book. The same thing with podcasts. I've recommended podcasts to people that others told me they despise. And podcasts that they recommended to me, I thought were boring. Even if the material is truth, it doesn't matter. You have to search out and find what inspires you. Go to Amazon and type in leadership book. See how many different things come up. Read a few sample pages. The reviews that people leave actually don't matter. How you feel about it is the only thing that matters. I'm going to leave you with some stats on value. 80% of people don't meet expectations. 15% do meet expectations. 5% exceed expectations. Which group do you want to be part of? Grow like kudzu. Grow in a way where nothing can stop you. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.